Steven, it's a new year. It's 2022. And I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think? I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me. And I'm going to dig in to a whole nother year of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of Community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How how can they get in this pool, Zach? If you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week. You can't just a pre-show and all kinds of Patreon exclusive content coming all the time, Steven. We'd love for you to support us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We are also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image product review site. Leave us a review there. There's uh, like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast. Cannonball! <laughs> I'll put like a big <laughs> splat. <laughs> My name is Fourth Wall, and I believe that what we perceive as life is actually a syndicated children's cartoon. What? Shut up, Fourth Wall. If this were a cartoon, there'd be a word for cartoon in our language, which there isn't. There'd also be less movement, less detail, and constant lip sync mistakes. It's that time of the week again. It's it's Monday. It's time for you can't disappoint a podcast. They're mowing right outside my apartment window. You know the time has come for a beautiful podcast experience. And I'm happy to be here for another week, the 95th community recap we've done here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Isn't that exciting? Make sure you check your undies because there might be some light spotting. Yeah. Gross, oh right? god that took me a second and i didn't like it earlier yeah. right before we recorded Steven, <laughs> oh let's hi i'm zach and i just drank a fifth of scotch and a shit ton of korean youth pills hi i'm steven and i'm a old boy <laughs> <laughs> uh right before the show steven was talking about how sometimes we make a riff and we don't go with it we just drop it uh but we need to really go with all the riffs and i'm not going with that one Lights podding. That's fucking disgusting. Hey, don't shame. I hope you're all. Yeah, only green. Li- <laughs> that was not a yes and. That was a no exclamation point.
Maybe two exclamation points. <laughs> Come on, keep points. it going. Keep it going. Okay, who's ready to... Uh, Let's figure out who our TAM to, sponsors are this pinch, week. Who's ready to pinch into little pieces, <laughs> stuff into a grinder, and, and and roll up some pod to I smoke. like that. Thanks. I'm Only a podhead. Let's start off the show by shouting out our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. I have to look them up because it's the beginning of the month. I don't know if any sons of bitches <laughs> dropped off. I can't, I can't imagine these they would. Because we've got all kinds of cool stuff worth staying for every month on Patreon. Steven, why don't you tell them what's going on on the Patreon real quick? You know, every single week, right before we record this podcast, we do a live pre-show where we play games, we do tier lists, we talk about current events. It's extra content. Uh, You know, sometimes we talk to people who aren't us there. Um, We also do, every week, uh, Brokeback Bebop where we go episode by episode through Cowboy Bebop. That one's been really fun to do. We have a bunch of other like specials out there, unfiltered, uncensored, uncut, raw, us. And there's also like prizes. You get things when you sign up. So sign up. Here it is, our $10 and up patrons. We love them, and none of them changed over the month. They all love us, nice. which is good to hear. Those Thanks people are... Around. Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Brian Thurman, Taylor Ace, and Planeswalker Prez. We love those people, don't we? They're our yeah, friends Yeah, we love them the so end. much. And if you want your name read on the show along with a bunch of other perks, now's the best time to sign up. It's the beginning of the month. They, they charge, charge you at the, the beginning first. of the month regardless of when you sign up. And here's what I'll say. Pay for a month. Check out our bonus content. If you don't like it, we don't care if you leave after a month. But I have a feeling that you'll at least catch on to something, especially if Brokeback Bebop is something that you're interested in. We're yeah. having a lot of fun over there, so it'd be fun if some people uh, hopped on to listen to that. We're having a blah, 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 bliss blast. We also got to give a shout-out to the, to the lovely uh, leather-clad men that we would not be here without. Those are the great people, our community daddy over at communities on twitter it's the account that i know there are a few people that found us otherwise but our Mm -hmm. podcast which i've lamented for a long time does not have the word community in the title you know so people aren't gonna like look up community podcast exactly and find us i don't think i think they'll find the community rewatch podcast or six seasons in a podcast so i think most people that found us found us because of those tight-nipped cuties over at communities on Twitter. You know, their their nips are tight, their lips mm-hmm. are loose, and they mm-hmm. spread the word about us on a regular mm-hmm. basis and give us a lot of support, so we appreciate them always. Yeah. And it wouldn't hurt if they sent us, like, a sexy Men of Communities 2023 calendar for next I year. I would kill for that. Yeah, I would love it. With them, like, holding up season DVDs of community Ooh, in certain areas yeah. to leave little to the imagination. Just a, just a spitball, just an idea. I like that. I like it a lot. How you doing, Steven? What's your week been like? You know, it's been busy working and yeah. covering my feet. My, my piggies are I'm still sick of hearing about them. roasting, you know, got to, <laughs> yeah. One's too, off to exactly. the market waiting for it to come back. Exactly, you know. Um, it's been good. Danny's sister was visiting for about a week, which was fun. Um, get to spend some time together. She's like around our age, so that was cool. That's you know? cool. Yeah. 
make Danny feel like the the odd one out. But it was nice. We went and did like Pixar putt. We went to the Museum of Science and Industry, saw an incredible Lego exhibit that's there right now. That's cool. I saw They're some like, pictures and didn't really know where you were, I think. That sounded yeah, cool. A little cool. It was great. They like recreated a bunch of like actual like sculptures and paintings and things out of Legos, which is like mm -hmm. really cool. There was like one of the Easter Island heads that had like I think it was like a hundred 70,000 pieces total. And Whoa. I think it was mostly like one artist that did like the whole exhibit. That's it was really insane. cool. Was I bet that guy cool. gets laid all the time. He has a wife, unfortunately for him. So <laughs> do you think he's the Will Ferrell dad from the first Lego movie? It, it's Will Ferrell. It's, it <laughs> is Will Ferrell. <laughs> he really got into it yeah. <laughs> after the movie. Uh, well, you know what I've been thinking about lately? Uh, as as a, a man of means... Something mm -hmm. that I kind of want to start doing that I think would be really fun. Uh, so, like, last year, the year before, for our anniversary, me and Lily rented out a small movie theater and watched a movie that we really like on the big screen. Mm -hmm. I really Naked? like the idea of doing it once a month That'd and inviting, like, a small group of friends and picking, like, a movie that I would love to get to see on the big screen really loud that I haven't gotten to or yeah. that I, to see That's again. That's cool. I'd love That'd to do fun. that. AMC like has an option for like renting out a theater. Is yeah, but expensive? here's what I'm saying though. I think this local theater will let me show up with the thumb drive that says play this movie. I think at the AMC you can only pick like what's currently showing. Oh, so you can like put on like Caligula or like yep. Eyes Wide Shut. Uh -huh. Extreme Anal 7. Nice. Dripping wet. But the one that comes to mind right away is The Matrix I think would be really fun to watch on mm -hmm. a big screen like that. Have Some you seen the, the third Matrix yet? Nope. Get it together. That's why there's a joke in today's episode of Community that really spoke to me because yeah. Jeff talks about well Neo's this in the first episode in the first Matrix, this in the second one, and I never bothered to get around to seeing the third <laughs> one, and that's exactly where I'm at. Yeah. You hear that? You hear the hear the lawn mowing? I'm mowing. It's yeah. Steven is riding. If you hear lawnmower <laughs> noises, it's because Steven uh, overbooked himself today. Yeah, he's I got, got some a, lawns he's got to a, mow. Riding lawnmower the farm while recording the podcast. <laughs> Those piggies aren't going to come back if, if the grass is long. If we get a few more patrons, I bet you wouldn't have to do that anymore. That'd be great. That'd be great. I, I bet. <laughs> there aren't a lot of farms hiring in the city of Chicago Steven's these days. Stevens' feet are in such bad shape because he's a, both a <laughs> full-time dancer professionally and a full-time lawn-mowing farmer. <laughs> Well, that's enough bullshit. Want to talk about community? Let's do it. All right. Today we're talking about, man, the anti-penultimate episode of the season. The one before the one I'll before the last one. I'll take your word for it. I'm pretty sure that's right. I'll, I'll take your word. Anti-penultimate. I, I don't have enough information to argue with it, so I'll rock that's with real. it. That's real. I'm pretty confident about it. Nice. I don't. So don't be weird about it. I, I know that word. I very, like, snarkily used the word tertiary yesterday in a meeting mm -hmm. at work because they were like, well, primary this, secondary, and um, and thirdary. And I said tertiary to my boss. Uh, if you want to hear <laughs> me being an asshole about stuff like that, when we were watching this episode and they were making all the uh, Abed being named fourth wall and all of his meta yeah. jokes, I literally was like, do you get this? Do you know what fourth wall means? Or I was like, do you get why it's called that and why it's funny? And Lily was like, well, I know what a fourth wall is as if it was something deeper than that. And it wasn't. Mm -hmm. 
I was just, well, do you know that in I've the seen world a of television, there often is not a fourth wall on the set, so to break the fourth wall is to call attention to the fact that there is not a fourth wall. <laughs> Today we're talking about Season 5, Episode 11, G.I. Jeff. Take, keep my wife's name. I thought the same thing. I couldn't wait to say it was a G.I. Jeff joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the episode was directed by Rob Schraub. Who is oh, what's that name? Rob Robert Schraubert. <laughs> Previously, he directed Roberto Schroberto. <laughs> Basic Lupine Neurology, uh, App Development and Condiments, two standout episodes. And he does a bunch in season six. Basic. Oh, wait, no. He does the uh, next episode, Basic Sandwich. And he does a bunch next season. Ladders. Laws of Robotics and Party Rights, Advanced Safety Party Features, Rights are Drifting in the 101, Modern Espionage, and the series finale, Emotional Consequences of Broadcast Television. And the episode was written by Starburns, Dino Stamatopoulos. Uh, previously, he co-wrote the other animated episode, Abed's Uncontrollable mm-hmm. Christmas with Dan Harmon, uh, because he runs Starburns Industries, which uh, uh, produces a bunch of animated content, such as Rick and Morty, I'm I was going to say, including so Rick and the, Morty. It's a good the show i'm pretty sure that's starburns i think so nice good for him and that's it let's do some trivia i didn't go as hard this week i've got five questions for you you know what we are we are two birds of a feather zach i've got five for you all right well let's flock right on together I'll i'll go first on this one sure um who is on trial at the beginning of the episode and what are they on trial for who is on trial are you just talking about jeff and the study group when they're on trial but there's something else at the beginning of the episode that I don't know. Or is it Jeff and the Who is group? on trial at the beginning of the episode, and what are they on trial for? Is it Jeff for killing Doctra? Or Dextra? Or whoever the <laughs> f***? Or is it something Doctra? else? Doctra? Doctra? Don't laugh at me, because you know I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> uh. Quick, Doctra, come... <laughs> Come Are you going to tell me what it is? Um, so it's Wingman, Three Kids, yeah. Buzzkill, and oh, Tight so Ship. Okay, sure. And they're on trial for violence, suggestive language, and mature oh, okay. situations unbecoming of G.I. Joe. Okay. What is Cobra attempting to destroy in the opening scene? Um, the Taj Mahal. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. It's like nothing against India, but why are we... <laughs> Um, what other rejects are in the jail cell? Oh my gosh, I'm not gonna get all of them. Obviously, sleep apnea is Dan. Mm-hmm. Placeholder was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, weird head. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if I'm gonna get any more. You got about half of them. That was okay. good. It was deep dish, uh-huh. shark arms, shark weird arms. head, home free placeholder and sleep apnea yeah it would have been hard for me to get those other ones yeah and then if you if you had said that fourth wall was there i would have accepted that as well (laughs) good to know well i didn't so do you get it though do you know why it's funny that his name is fourth wall especially because he's in a jail because jails don't have four walls yeah thank you right you get it how many days since the previous cobra casualty oh it was like sixteen thousand four. you wish it was ten thousand four hundred and nineteen. God damn it! I'm gonna do a real quick math. Is that right? 
Should I figure out how many years that is? Yeah. Oh, and I did the math wrong the first time. That's 28 and a half years without a casualty. Wow, is that how long G.I. Joe was airing? I don't think so. I don't think it was on for 28 and a half <laughs> there years. There aren't 30 years worth of G.I. Joe episodes? I don't episodes. think so. Um, Your turn. What is piloted by Wingman in the toy commercial? The Submacopter. Close. It's almost the... what it's called. That is what it's called. What are you talking about? It's the Submachopter, not Copter. Are you sure? I'm pretty positive. We'll double check that, but I wrote my next question's about that, and I wrote submacopter. Because I thought it was really stupid. It's a like, submarine and a helicopter. It's called a chopter, not a copter. Yeah, that would be silly, and I don't think it is. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, what is the new G.I. Joe submacopter equipped with? Uh, ah, f- what do they say? Two rotating missiles or something like that. You got, like... A piece of both of them in your yeah. one answer. Twin rocket launchers. Nice. And rotating attack jets. Ooh. Mm. Nice. Um, what else does the commercial narrator do? Oh, shit. Uh, is that the same narrator from the He-Man commercials? Yeah. 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 I love He-Man. Uh, He-Man and, ha- He-Man and Skeletor have a nice little cameo in Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh, really? That's yeah. great. I think that's I awesome show. Skeletor's f***ing hilarious. Don, you He-Man! Kind of similar to the Cobra guy. Yeah. And they're, they're the same. both, like, cartoons to sell toys. Yeah. Uh, Worked on me as a kid. Is. Yeah, sure. What? Is it my turn? Um, yes. I have two left. What is the group of traders slash study group referred to as in the toy commercials after they've, like, been excised? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I remember the commercial. Yeah. Insurgents. The Mutineers. Nice. You um, more? What are you doing if you miss the Cobra Fun Run? <laughs> I don't know. You're letting the know. anti-terrorists win. That's funny. Mm-hmm. What is today's soup? Yeah. Was it on the announcements? No, it's John Oliver's character's waiter twin oh! before he gets shot in the leg. Uh, he doesn't what say does Max say? Today's soup is... Beef and broccoli. Carrot puree with... <laughs> is all he gets out before he gets shot. Nice. I like when he's on the ground and he's like, "Oh, my brother, my he oh, it it, it was too much to, uh, it's too much to say." <laughs> that was very John Oliver. It's very funny. All right, well, let's move moving right along as the Muppets say. Mhm. Let's move right on to our next segment. Wait, don't we do favorite funny moments first? No, I think we did that last time, but we weren't supposed to. I think mm. we usually do favorite funny moments right before we dive into the episode. Well, don't we do emails next? We sure do. That is true. And I've been forgetting that a lot lately. Mm-hmm. We do have some emails as written on Carrier Pigeon to read. All right. Let me just kill this bird real quick. Um, our first... Oh, you you're supposed to tip the bird. You're not supposed to kill the bird. Wait, is it inside the bird? <laughs> like a fortune cookie. No, it, car- it carried it in its mouth. They're right there. You, you've already... You've already Sliced and I've gutted. already sliced the. I he's he's been defeathered for a while, but I finally. <laughs> Did you find anything fortune cookie esque inside? More than you'd think. <laughs> ah, I will be successful in business. All right. Well, in memory of that bird, what were the letters? Our first one's from our good friend Artie, 
Uh, uh, Artie's still new. I don't know if I can say good friend yet. We're getting there. We're close, but not yet. You know, I just saw ahead a little bit, and Artie might be an acquaintance. Let's see. Um, okay. Hi, Zach and Steven. Can hey. I just say that when I heard Steven's attempt at a Cockney accent, it absolutely made my day. Thanks, good friend Artie. It's not the worst I've heard. But it's quite pantomime, and honestly, you sound a bit like a rural farmer. That's what I was going for. Uh, 2.5 stars out of 5. Okay, that's fair. There's potential for improvement if I watch some Guy Ritchie films. Not going to happen. <laughs> Smoking Aces <laughs> is staying, staying in the red box. Uh, also, I think <laughs> your upper-class London accent sounded like you were impersonating a member of the Beatles, and they're all from Liverpool. Ah, I Which see. Which is like poor people. Well. Liverpool. <laughs> Everyone the, from Liverpool is poor, eat the rich. <laughs> and I'll say that on a record. Eat the, to eat the rich. Um, answering your question from last week's episode about watching the D and D sequel episode first, I enjoyed Advanced Dungeons. I had, I had blah, blah, blah. yeah. I enjoyed Advanced Advanced Dungeons and Dragons there on its go. own, but as the original episode was referenced in future episodes throughout the series, I did feel like something was missing. Not just from Advanced Advanced D&D, but the show as a whole, until I actively searched out the season two episode to watch. I'm not sure how to explain it, but the fact that the original D&D episode exists for me makes the sequel episode all the more better. It sucks to know that the, the new audiences of the show may never see this episode that feels so integral to the whole show, but for some reason will still see pierce in brown face in season three yeah i think that's what we said yeah yeah we did we made a big stink like about neither it. is great but, but one, one is bad more extreme <laughs> yeah yeah um so on to gi jeff <clears throat> G.I. Joe. The last G.I. Joe episode aired in 1985, and I'm a 90s baby, so while I love sun Saturday morning cartoons, this particular show wasn't among the ones I used to watch. I still have a soft spot for G.I. Jeff and think it's an amazing piece of television. Seriously, who doesn't love a crossover? Although I understand why a lot of community fans feel that this episode is one of the most skippable in the entire show's run. The meta-commentary is quite on the nose. Shirley is literally reduced to having three kids. The storyline of Jeff nearly dying feels like it doesn't bear the weight it should, especially when we compare it to the similarly ambitious homage, Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas, which I agree wholeheartedly with. Um, however, what I really enjoy is that the episode feels like a love letter to community fans who were kids in the 80s, and it almost doesn't matter that I don't fully grasp every reference, or maybe I'm just easily pleased, because at my big, big age, I'm still a sucker for cartoons. <laughs> at, cartoons um, are the best. There big, is nothing wrong with age. some cartoons. Big, I like that, age. though. I like big, big age. That changes my perception of Artie, because I always assume people are of, of a similar 20 to... 35 range that are really into the show with some older people but now i'm gonna always picture Artie as like 85 uh living in a home between spoonfuls of sputtering out Artie's a 90s pudding. baby zach Artie's our age Roughly. big big age we're young <laughs> hip new and i'm cool. little big age <laughs> <laughs> i'm still a baby <laughs> i'm don't make us feel old. I'm. I like the tapioca pudding thing better. Artie is 85 in my mind. I like it. Um, Artie, you'll always be uh... back to your room, Artie. I've got to write the podcast. <laughs> sure, no, take you your do, pills. Artie. They're not real. Take your pills. <laughs> I think if I listed everything I laughed at, it would just be a direct play-by-play of the whole episode. Again, I'm easily pleased, so I'm just limiting it to. 
Wingman trying to lay a suppressive fire and accidentally shooting people while apologizing. <laughs> Shirley, um, three kids, and Abed, fourth wall, high-fiving each other after yelling, what do you mean, you people, at the same time? <laughs> the reference that fourth wall makes to cheap animation hacks, like the way characters use rocks the exact same way three different times. That was funny. Um, Chang slash overkill screaming, it shredded my meniscus as he hops away <laughs> after being shot. Really tickles me. Apparently, in early seasons, Ken Jong's improvised bits usually involve medical jargon, so I'm guessing that the writers added this line That's because funny. of that. That's cool. Um, I suppose Jeff is the, only, is the only viable MVP of the episode because the entire story takes place in his mind while he's fighting for his life in the hospital. But I kind of want to award the MVP to both Annie and Shirley's animated boobs. They're phenomenal. Fair <laughs> enough. Hell yeah, they are. They truly are great. Yeah. Um, as a connoisseur of... Yeah, the we do a podcast about Cowboy Bebop, so we talk about animated titties mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. Um, <laughs> yeah, well done. Uh, here's my attempt at trivia for this week. Okay. Who are the six rejected G.I. Joe characters that Type Ship lists as being imprisoned? Mm-hmm. And for a bonus, what is the name of the character that bears a likeness to Dan Harmon? Can you name them, Zach? You Sleep run them back? Sleep Apnea is the Dan Harmon one. Mm-hmm. And I also had already gotten Placeholder and weird head mm-hmm. but no the other three were so nothing to me one was about a house shark arms a house was one about a house home free home free that's i knew one was like and i know shark arms and what's the last one deep dish yeah i i would go for a deep dish i had some deep i had okay so next time you come to chicago yeah come to go to pequods it's probably mm-hmm. the best pizza i think when, it's really good we were waiting outside in line for a concert in Chicago. I DoorDash like the most random, well-reviewed, like mm-hmm. lo- like not a chain pizza place I could find on DoorDash. I'd have to look up what it was called. It was from like a bar or something, and it, it was nice. the best deep dish pizza I've ever had. Now I haven't had nice. as much, but it was really good. You should come up and let's do like let's hit all the deep dish places and yeah. find the best. Let's see how deep our dish can really. Be. <laughs> oh, my dish is deep. Um, what federal crime did the three kids accuse Buzzkill of? committing i don't know <laughs> i don't remember that at all i always say my um, usual answer i don't know <laughs> how many days has it been since the last casualty and for a bonus what does the number actually reference it was 10,419 10, i think i have no as idea. as far what as what it references i was wondering that i wonder if it maybe has something to do with how long it's been since the last episode of gi joe or something maybe maybe i was thinking it was but i don't know how many episodes i'm just kidding Maybe it's been that many days. Maybe Artie will tell us. Um, in the last episode, you mentioned that you've been burned by previous podcast listeners who have stopped emailing you, and I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that. I hope I'm able to stick around, though, and will yeah. aim to not let you down most of the time. Although, okay. there's one episode in Season 6 that I always skip, so you probably won't get an email then. Hmm, Enjoy the rest one. of your week, Artie. I like uh, Season 6. Answers. I which one. I don't know. If you don't like it, if you always skip it, you should especially write in that one. Also, mm-hmm. I like the dedication, but come on. You're buttering our bread a little too much, Artie. Come on. Don't be I, too... I like how much my bread's being buttered by Artie, yeah, actually. Steven does like a buttered bread. Yeah. That's, uh, Artie, that's okay. it's, a, it's, a, it's a European thing, right. Zach. I wouldn't expect you to get it. You're not from there. You don't get to do their things. Are we done? Do we have another another Um, email? Okay, let's talk about the answers. Okay. Uh, We got the first one. Second one, breaking the detector was the federal crime. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the the Mm -hmm. 10,419 days is the number of days between the air date of the last G.I. Joe episode and the air date of G.I. Jeff. That's my guess. That was my guess. 
And I'm sticking to it. Thanks, everybody. Uh, okay, next up, we have an email uh, from Brandon. Um, this is a new writer, long time, first time. Okay. Long time, first time. Uh, hey, guys, Brandon from North Carolina here. North Go Tar Carolina. Heels. Mm-hmm. Is North Carolina where Asheville is? Yeah. Lily really, Lily loves North Carolina and really wants me to go to North Carolina. And I mm. haven't, but I'd really like to. I know there's a lot of cool natural sites, and there's also some cool uh, kind of hippy-dippy hipster areas. It's a little bit more north in. than South Carolina. I can tell you that. <laughs> so, hi. Greetings from good old Indiana uh, and Illinois. Right. Uh, I've been listening for the last couple months and really enjoy the podcast. It's cool to hear your thoughts on the later seasons since most recent community pods are around the season 2-3 mark as of now. Is that uh, true? I guess. I of know. the ones that I'm aware of, there's ones well, We don't know all done. the new ones. No, we don't know all the new ones. There are new ones? Probably. Uh, G.I. Our, Jeff our is son. a really funny episode to me since I was a Transformers nerd growing up, so the humor mm-hmm. of a cheaply produced cartoon designed mainly mm-hmm. to sell toys hits for me. Totally. Trivia. What's the name of the guard who locks Jeff and company up at the beginning of the episode? Hint, mm. he ignores their pleas to be released. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, Good pull. No. Oh, wait, Brandon. wait, wait. He has a name. Brandon? It's like... Brandon. It's Brandon, right? Ignory or something. Something to do oh! with... Ig- yeah. Oh! It's cold shoulder! Um, cold shoulder! Cold, cold shoulder! Cold shoulder! What's cold with shoulder? that guy? Cold Good shoulder! Good job, Steven. Calm down, but good job. Cold shoulder. Good job. Um, Faye funny moments. Britta slash Buzzkill making saw noises. Or anytime uh, <laughs> Shirley slash three kids says, I have three kids. That one is a bit mean spirited since Yvette almost always gets the least to do, but it still makes me laugh. Episode Both things MVP. are true, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I bet I guess his fourth wall character moves the story yeah. along. This was tough since it's mostly voice acting. Yeah. Honorable mention to Rob Scrab for doing a miraculous. Steven. <laughs> Steven. Come on. That's you what it st- says. It no says H? Rob Scrab. Okay. That's not his name, and you know it. <laughs> for doing you a of all people hilariously know it accurate Cobra. Com- slash Cobra Commander slash Starscream mm-hmm. voice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Good Good for Rob Schraub. He earned he some really respect for that one because that was a great <laughs> Cobra slash Starscream yeah. voice. Um, lastly, directed thoughts... many great episodes of Community, but it wasn't until the Cobra voice. <laughs> I like Rob Scrab. I'd like to suggest that to him if we ever. That talk makes to me him. think of a scarab, like Rob Scarab. Yeah, that's mysterious. It's Egyptian. Yeah. It's regal. What's 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 shrub? A shrub? Scandinavian? With an o. <laughs> uh, lastly, thoughts on the age recton for Jeff this episode. Nope, retcon. Retcon, I see now. Not rectom. <laughs> I have asshole on the brain at all times, Zach. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, lastly, thoughts on the age retcon for Jeff this episode. I guess I need a legit reason for him to OD on pills, so I'm okay with it. It makes sense for his character to be scared of turning You don't really 40. need a legit reason to OD on pills. <laughs> kind of a slap in the face to any... Uh, Jeff Annie shippers though the biggest reason people don't like it's the age gap and they decide to make it even bigger at the tail end of the series lol I really like season 6 so I'll probably send weekly emails for the rest of the show not that big a task at this point lol thanks Brandon <laughs> thanks Brandon Brandon thank did you did Brandon have any trivia the, the, uh, yeah cold sh- cold cold shoulder cold shoulder, cold shoulder. it was just a really well written email so I 
I was ready for mm-hmm. more. Uh, well, as far as Great the age first difference email. thing, I know that's a thing that a lot of community fans bring up when talked about this episode. I don't remember how old people thought he was supposed to be at this episode. But he's 40. He's 40. Uh, in the audio commentary, they mentioned that Annie is about 22. Yeah. That's 22 and 40. It's a pretty big is gap. not great. That's some like Dane All I'm saying stuff. is if I was 22. That's some Leo DiCaprio type stuff. I would not be. You would also be sexually involved with Joel McHale given the opportunity. I mean, yes. But but I, I feel like that's a pretty big maturity and like. Yeah. That's a big gap. Well, I need to know, and, and that's I coming won't from somebody who likes to, me you know, who, how old did we think Jeff was? Like closer to, like not that much younger, like closer to thirty-five. Well, and and the thing is, I don't remember how old I thought he was because watching through this whole time now, I think of him as being almost forty throughout the whole. Show. I just feel like he's vague mid-thirties in the mm-hmm. early seasons. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Someone tell us because I don't remember. But I know that people talk about that about this episode a lot. Yeah. Uh, and you know that we're not the biggest Jeff and Annie guys and, and the age difference always kind of being a big part of it. I think it's totally fine for them to have a fling with each other. It's mm-hmm. perfectly fine for that. But as far as like a, a real grounded relationship, I don't know if I see it with yeah. the, the difference in, in demographic. But especially if it's a 22-year-old and a 40-year-old. Well, and, Jesus and Christ. I'm someone whose partner is like a little bit older than I am. But, but you're 25 and she's about 30, right? Or a yeah. couple years older than 30. So that's a much smaller gap than... Early 30s. That's not mm-hmm. that bad. Yeah. That's not bad, especially you being 25. Mm-hmm. But even, like, if you were 21, 22, that's still fine, but a little bit of a different story. You yeah. know what I mean? I, well, I was... 21 and 22, you're still really forming. Dating a 27-year-old, and that was yeah. a pretty big gap. Like, it was, yeah. like, that is 10 years less than this, and that was probably too big a gap for me at the time. Do you feel, in hindsight, that it, uh, not that it was inappropriate, but that it was, like, something you weren't in the right headspace for or whatever? I think I, I thought I was more mature than I was. Well, yeah, and that's just, I don't think that has anything to do with how old you are. I mean, when yeah. you're 21, 22 to 25, I think you're learning a lot. But then I think we'll say 25 to 28, we're learning a lot. Yeah. 28 to 35, we're learning a lot. You know what I mean? Peak. I don't think yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then it doesn't and matter. Then, I'll be then you don't dead, have to learn so anything to... else. You just get old and mad and Republican. Yeah. It's been so my good experience. emails, guys. I don't... Did Steven watch the episode this week? We've been chit-chatting, so Did let's Steven get right into it. Steven watch the episode it. this week? How are you feeling about this episode? Do you, you think know, you can do it? It's complex I so. and not at the same time. Yeah, I hope I can. I've been thinking about it, but then I stop thinking about it. Then I think about it again, and I forgot for the last several hours. So. Sure, we've talked about a lot of stuff today, and it's been a lot of fun, but it's not directly... Right after watching Community. Well, and I'm and I'm about an hour more removed from watching it than I normally am. Yeah, sure. So same. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how this goes. All right, we've got 20 seconds Wait, on the clock. Wait, give me like two seconds. What the fuck is this episode? Of? Oh, it's GI Jeff. Okay. GI Jeff. <laughs> we've got 20 seconds on the clock. Uh-huh. We're gonna figure it out. Three, two, one. Go. Everything's G.I. Joe. Jeff's in a unconscious coma and he's imagining everything is G.I. Joe and he's G.I. Jeff, the wingman. Everyone has nicknames and they have to fight, but then he accidentally kills Destro so then he can kill people in the world because no one can die in G.I. Joe ever and they get put on trial and they're enemies with them. Then G.I. Joe bro forms and fights him, but then he flees and goes back to the real world. Everything's a toy Stop. commercial. I think you think you got more than what you got. 
Because I do feel that this episode is telling a way different story than what you just told about the like getting from the blurring of the lines between cartoon to toy commercial to reality. What? 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 Wipe that fucking I don't have anything to say to that. <laughs> what do you mean? I I you, I I can't argue that. Argue against you. I just feel like you I think I know. get I didn't get the fourth wall. Yeah, you didn't do a horrible job, but you didn't do a great job either. Yeah, I agree. I don't uh, think I did very well. It was <laughs> It didn't feel it good. It was just to me. the way that you like got dead silent when I said what I said. And I know that I can be an asshole most of the time, but <laughs> I don't it's not think very that often that you're it like It wasn't good for me. <laughs> Well, I don't care if it was good for you. Um, that was uh Someone's weed whacking now. Steven's weed whacking. He's 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 on to the I I just have like an Indiana Jones. You're doing whip, motions making shit. no noise. <laughs> I'm gonna beat the shit out of these weeds. Um I think that's a C plus. I think it's a C plus. I'm happy with that. Alright, let's move let's wash our hands. I can I can go home to my wife and kids tonight with that. <laughs> Yeah, you get home to your wife and kids, and they're like, "Are you fucking serious, GI Jeff?" And you couldn't crack a beat. You sad man. If you I get less than a C, I just I just spend the night at the bar. Little Jimmy Baker walks up to you and says, "I don't love or respect you anymore," and spits in your face. <laughs> nice. Have to take it. All right, let's move on to some favorite funny moments. I've got a couple. Only winners get to hit their kids. Okay. I'll start. Um, I liked the whole bit about whatever the chef guy was, and he had his trademark spoon <laughs> that he's been chipping away at behind and his eating smash rocks mouth and poster, dirt. and then the place just gets blown up, so nothing matters. That was funny. Um, I liked the... I can't remember who it was exactly that says it, but the... Oh, I think it was... The... Were you guys close? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, fine, I loved him. Is that what you wanted to say? That was funny. Knew it. Called it. Uh, <laughs> Zim Zam and Mix Max, the, yeah. the brother relationship that in the was, world. That was probably my favorite joke in the whole it's episode. It's a really creative bit. It I was really, really like fun. Joke. And John Oliver, like, voice acting-wise, sold it so well when he yeah. was like, oh, oh, I have a brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also put Jeff killing all the Cobra soldiers when he, like, was like, we'll just lay suppressive fire and, like, oh, hit all. I was like, oh, uh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, oh you think ooh. that got him? Oh, that was funny. <laughs> um, I also had... I want to be called Buzzkill because of my awesome sobs. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was, was really good. Funny. Um, I really liked uh, when Hickey and Duncan in their G.I. Joe forums were like asking for hazard pay. And the dean's like, well, <laughs> actually, your salary's being decreased because now that you can die, insurance is <laughs> that health plan. <laughs> that is really funny. The last thing I put was I already mentioned it. Jeff's jokes about the Matrix were so funny to me mm -hmm. because I never bothered to good. watch the third one either. Uh, I really like when Chang's trying to read the stuff in Korean, and like this is Korean. He's like, "Wait, what oh, am I?" That was funny. It's one of those jokes that, if it offends someone, I get it. Yeah. But Chang doing the voice while trying to read it <laughs> and just speaking gibberish made me laugh pretty hard. That was really funny. But I was next to Lily, who didn't really laugh at that mm -hmm. joke. So it's funny how things are like that. But well, do they get the fourth wall thing? Do they? I don't think they get. <laughs> Was, He's not Korean. I was watching That's the uh, joke. The Kingsman with Danny and her uh -huh. sister because her sister wanted to see it. She hadn't. 
and they get in like an elevator that like takes them like super far down and i was like you know the green gots elevator oh my god <laughs> and they had no idea what you were talking danny about. started Neither laughing does any of our listeners <laughs> Well, well, Danny's Andy's probably learned right. Learned. Danny's probably learned by now. That it's just best to like laugh. When just you say laugh something. at whatever nonsense I say. That's what I do. Except I don't laugh. <laughs> I, I looked at her it. dead in the face, and I was like, "You're beautiful, but you're dying." Like eight times in, in like the span of like an hour <laughs> with no problem. And her sister probably getting really concerned. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's talk. Do you have anything else? No. Let's talk right about the episode. I think it's interesting. We've already learned from talking throughout the day, Stephen and I, that we're kind of a little bit at odds on this Mm -hmm. episode, where Stephen uh, grew up really liking G.I. Joe, having a lot of nostalgia for it. I have next to none. Stephen is a little underwhelmed by this episode, Mm -hmm. and I think it's one of the best of the season. Mm -hmm. So let's talk before we dive into the episode. What, What are your thoughts? So, like I said, I did grow up, like, loving G.I. Joe. Like, I thought Cobra was so cool. I love Snake Eyes. Um, I liked Duke because he – or, no, Heavy Duty was the black one. Um, and I, like – Your booty is, like, Heavy Duty. Exactly. Diarrhea. diarrhea. Um, that's what I think of every time that rap line is brought up, uh, is Heavy Duty from G.I. Joe. <laughs> but I love those, like, the old TV shows. I had the toys, because, like, ninjas are badass, and I liked the bad guys always, so Cobra's a pretty cool villain in the grand scheme of things. And I, like, was all about it. Loved Transformers growing up, loved He-Man, like, all about those toys, like, especially being an only child until I was seven, like, those are toys that you can play with by yourself, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um... And I remember being in high school when this episode was coming out, and I was hyped as shit for it. I watched it. Like, that was so cool. I love it. And so I was really, like, had high hopes going into today. I was like, I'm super excited to watch this again. I remember it really fondly. And I just didn't think the the first half of the episode was funny. Like I And I appreciate Mm -hmm. what they're doing. I like the references. The, like, voice acting is great from Mm -hmm. all the characters. The way that everyone's drawn and, like, making it look like a slightly more modern version of an old cartoon. like it's withered and... It's great. Oh, man, yeah. So good. I think the episode's really well done. I, for some reason, I just, like, it's not even that I didn't enjoy it, because I did, and I think parts of it are pretty funny. Uh, in the latter half, when we get more of, like, the Dean involved and, in, like, in Greendale itself. But I didn't really buy Jeff, like, taking a ton of Korean youth magic beans. Over turning pills. 40, you don't, you don't buy that? No. Him getting drunk and having these pills that he found I and see him getting drunk his age and and blacking out and maybe like, like it's having an extreme... to have like alcohol poisoning, but I don't see him going to Koreatown to find magic yeah. youth pills. Okay, I mean, we'll get there. Stupid. We'll get there. What I want to say to counteract you, I feel like what you're saying is almost exactly what I said about Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas, mm-hmm. which I feel that this episode obviously has a ton in common with. Sure. But that episode I was like I just don't think it's that funny. I think it's good. It's not that I don't enjoy it, but for whatever reason, even though I should, even though I love those Christmas specials and spoofing, I don't connect to it the way that I'm supposed mm-hmm. to or the way that a lot of people seem to. But with this episode, I do. I think this is such a good episode. I think even more so, even though the claymation had a better look to it, mm-hmm. I think even more so this episode in every detail, visually, story-wise, character, everything pays such great tribute. And this is for someone who has never really watched G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. It pays such great tribute to cartoon of its era. I think it has like a lot of like Captain Planet in there. It has sure. a lot of, uh, I don't know, just any of those old 
uh, action shows that had a lesson. I think it has so many great details that it points out and so many that it doesn't. Mm -hmm. I just love everything about this episode. And on top of it, I think this is one of the best Jeff episodes of the entire series. I think my issue with it, the reason yeah. why I don't agree with you, like the, literally That's the fine. one thing I think is that I just can't I know this buy is kind the, of a, the yeah. Jeff storyline. I connect much more and I can relate much more to Abed's feelings I get that. about Christmas than I can with Jeff's feelings about his own mortality and getting older. I get that. But I absolutely understand. That I probably, if I were at a different point in my life where I'm Yeah, like, and I'm in a much different point than you. I'm, I'm <laughs> you know, if, if I staring were... Staring death right in the eye at all times. <laughs> well, the problem is that as a black man, I just... <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I think that's my disconnect from it. Is I and love I what they do, I, but yeah, I think I that the push behind it. Like, I I'm think that I could connect that... more if it were a situation where, like, Jeff were... Even this, this would be kind of stupid, but uh -huh. I think I would buy it more if Jeff were, like hit by a G.I. Joe truck or something and was uh -huh. in the hospital, like, in a coma and hallucinating about that. Or if Jeff had ever mentioned G.I. Joe before. <laughs> it's one of yeah. those episodes that you have to be willing to go with it. Yeah. And for me, there isn't anything too bad that sticks out and makes me not go with it. I can see where you're Well, I mean, I buy completely. that Jeff, as somebody who's, like, about to, like, hit, like, a midlife crisis moment, would want to retract and retreat to things in his childhood. But why Korean youth pills? Let's get into the episode. Let's I think we're it. at an interesting impasse here. Yeah. Because I see where you're coming from. And, and I, I don't think disagree with anything you say. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I respect you. Uh, I, I just don't fucking like you. No, I'm just kidding. I would even go as far to say that this is one of those episodes that I think a lot of people feel both of these ways about. There are mm -hmm. people that love this episode that put it up as one of the top of the series. I don't. I wouldn't. Well, put it I've the been top a pretty series, adamant defender of this episode. episode. Whenever somebody says they don't like it, I'm like, "What? I love GI Jeff." You and know what? I, I was thinking while I watched this episode hmm. is. I love season five so much. I really have enjoyed season five a lot. I was thinking much earlier, more than season three. Really? The wow, really? I think season I feel five that is way than three. I feel that way too, but I, I, I think really that's think a little that, bit of a hot take. Because I think there's more bad in season three than there is in season five. Now there's a lot it, less episodes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's that's it's it's like with albums. I would rather have a really solid nine song album uh -huh. than an eighteen song album with nine uh -huh. good songs. Uh-huh. And I was even thinking to the point where the episodes that are lower this season for me have really just been two. It's been mm -hmm. mainly – it was mainly the uh, Duncan episode, mm -hmm. uh, the bondage and beta male sexuality. Yeah. And it was also kind of the textbook and pile of bullets episode. But mm -hmm. even those – two lesser episodes of this season i feel like the lesser episodes of every other season are worse than those yeah like i think back to the episode where troy tells everyone he was sexually assaulted or the uh uh the, i just feel like season two and and three had episodes that i more actively disliked than the couple of episodes that i like a little bit less than the others that are some of the best of the series yeah and i think this episode I don't know where it goes within the whole series for me really at all because I didn't like it as much before today as mm -hmm. I do right now. Uh, but I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Um, I love the animation. I think it's they great. did such it's a terrific. good job of figuring out how to 
go back in time with the way they were animating. They mentioned in the commentary, even at, for some sequences of the episode, using a computer from the 1980s, which That's is just wild. incredible. It's well, just incredible. And I'll say, as someone who as, is like as into anime and animation as I am and like likes to nerd out about the actual like animation like creation side of it they did a freaking fantastic yes. job the grain on it the watercolor backgrounds i loved that there were even all of the purposeful corner cutting that they yeah. did to it's mimic terrific. what all of these shows actually did is outstanding because they didn't have the budget to like yeah fill in every single frame between so yeah. sometimes you really get a picture of a rock here a yep. rock here and then there, yep. and you'll see that happen eight times. <laughs> and that's not because the show community was unable to do it. No. It's because that's how it was done. Like, Very even smart. in this opening shot or in this opening sequence when Destro, right? Mm-hmm. Not Doctra. Yeah. When Destro <laughs> is in this plane, it's like a straight shot of him and the mouth moves and, like, the windows, like shake a little bit to simulate there's a lot of like simulated movement which yeah. is what a lot of old cartoons well the, the do. elevator doesn't actually go down it just shakes oh up and my down God. nobody knows what that means but us i love it yeah boy tell me is the gringotts elevator still in operation that's not the right way to bring that bit into this show and you know it it'll give itself a right time <laughs> steven and i have this new joke that we really like to do <laughs> where i am uh, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge at the end of A Christmas Carol after he's he's changed and he yells to the boy out the window to get a goose but he doesn't like invite the boy to eat with him or give him a lot of money or anything he kind of just makes him do labor for him and he's supposed to have changed so that's our new favorite bit to do is like changed Scrooge yelling something to a boy that proves that he has not changed It'll come up, I'm sure, but the way Steven did, you need to know that that doesn't do the bit justice. <laughs> Just wait. It'll pay off. All of the, It'll pay off. The payoff will be massive. <laughs> All of these side characters that don't even look like a G.I. Joe or a Cobra <laughs> person are really funny. It's great. Let's talk a little bit about each of the study group members' animated likenesses as we're meeting them. Uh, who's your favorite? Who's who, who are your least favorites? Who do you um, think they really got the essence of and who they didn't? I think that I really – of course, Ship Shape is, is terrible but hilarious. I think just – Ship Shape? Ship Shape. Ship Shape? That's Annie. No. What's her name? Ship Up? Ship Shout? <laughs> Tight Ship. Tight Ship. Uh, yeah, the thing about Ship Shape, what the <laughs> – are you talking about zach i was only looking i was not listening yeah and i uh but i think that's like you know gotta yeah, love Steven the stereotypical like the titties, the super cleaved titties. up uh the only character. thing is that i thought in the face that that character didn't really look like allison brie at all yeah I agree. that's where i always look for these live action to animated likenesses is the face mm-hmm. like wingman looks like jeff's face i think yeah not a hundred percent but enough even britta's not a hundred percent but enough uh uh annie just looks like uh like a barbie doll like a barbie doll i think character design wise i probably like shirley's the best i love that they made her so buff yeah shirley looks awesome um you know who else looks really freaking cool hickey oh hickey does look cool hickey's is really cool i think abed minus the weird native american racism i think they got uh danny pudi's likeness really well even better than in abed's uncontrollable christmas yeah it really looks like danny pudi character wise yes and we say this a lot 
Mm-hmm. Is it funny to make fun of the fact that they don't let Shirley do anything or be more than just a mom when they do a whole episode where they finally give Shirley like a lot of like appearance and like importance, but she it's only because they're poking fun at the fact that they never give her anything to do. And like, nothing is more sad than at the end of this f-ing episode when Shirley's like, Oh, was I in <laughs> what it? What did lot? I do? Did I do a lot? That joke doesn't, that joke is the type of thing that annoys me. Mm-hmm. And often I do feel that way, but for whatever reason in this episode, I do think the, I have three kids thing is funny because all the other characters are like, I'm a buzzsaw. I'm yeah. this thing. I'm this thing. Well, and and surely thing, I have three kids. It makes me laugh in the moment, but it, but it's, when you really think about it, it's unfortunate. Like when you think about the fact that Yvette Nicole Brown had to read this script and see that that was her thing. And that's what she had to do in the voice booth, which I'm sure she was excited to do. Yeah. That's whatever but i think it's funny uh yvette nicole brown was in the audio commentary and she said this was her favorite episode of the season wow but i see what you mean mm-hmm. it's again where i just disagree I, in this episode it worked for me even though in other episode it wouldn't mm-hmm. so beginning of the episode uh the study group is a part of gi joe and they're they're fighting after cobra and as jeff uh as they're all shooting and missing as they always do in gi joe jeff actually shoots uh, uh, Destro's ship, and he parachutes down, which is completely uh, against what usually goes on on the show. Well, other than the GI Joe guys, like looks like he's getting away. I feel like that probably happens a lot. Yeah, but that's not what happens. Jeff is like, well, I could probably get him if I tried, and he could. He shoots, doesn't actually hit him, hits his parachute, yeah, and he falls down to his death. <laughs> Which never happens in G.I. Joe. I True. think this is such a funny thing to do with an episode that that pokes fun of this type of show is to yeah. poke fun at it's such a gun happy show, but mm-hmm. nobody ever dies. It's and like the I, the Star Wars jokes. Yeah. Except people do get hit and die. It's just bad aim for the most part. But this is like thirty years of G.I. Joe of everybody <laughs> shooting and, and nobody no one's ever, ever gotten hit. Ever getting hit. It's always the same villains. It's funny. Uh, but I really like Jeff being really excited for getting him because, of course, you would be in the horrified look on the regular G.I. Joe characters' faces <laughs> and, and Jeff trying to yell, Go Joe! And nobody <laughs> giving it back to him. I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. The theme Opening song is credit cool. sequence, awesome. The whole sequence yeah. is awesome. I love all the... Uh, just everything about it. It You could turn on this episode... You could absolutely turn on this episode. This was... Again, this was on NBC. This yeah. came on after The Office or something. If you were watching The Office and you were like, I've heard about Community, let's check it out, and this episode starts, <laughs> you're like, do they not have Community on tonight for the first couple of minutes? <laughs> yeah. This, I always say with Community, uh, like really high concept episodes, that they do a good job of easing their way into it. Like the beginning feels normal and then it's <laughs> not in meow, this. Meow beans. Yeah. No, it's just right into it. Which I kind of like in this episode because there is a little bit of a, a mystery, mystery of what's going on, why is it going on, and I like that. Or at first, there isn't any mystery. You just take it. That's what I would have not liked this episode if it was just a G.I. Joe episode with the characters. Then as like the real world starts to creep in, I think that's what makes this better. Than Greendale. Oh, 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 Greendale. It's like with Harry Potter and his scar. Oh, the snake man's close. <laughs> oh, I can feel it in my, in my, in my baldo. 
I like the narrator in the theme song when he's like telling the story and he's like, I feel like I'm over explaining it. Yeah. <laughs> the bad guys are snakes and the good guys are army people. I do like the character design for Wingman. That's a kind of like uh -huh. a very realistic G.I. Joe character. Yeah. Joel McHale's likeness would have made it a, a fantastic G.I. Joe character. Yeah. I even like how there's a non-G.I. Jeff episode title mm -hmm. that shows up like in the cartoons government issue Jeff. Yeah. I really like it. Something I've been noticing lately, have you seen Bob's Burgers yet? The movie? Yeah. Not yet. I kind of no, want to see you ever, Have you seen Bob's Burgers before? <laughs> have you ever seen Bob's Burgers? I've seen a Bob Burger. I just love animated backgrounds. Whether they're really detailed or whether they're watercolor like this, no matter what, I kind of just like them. Yeah. On the big screen with Bob's Burgers, and in this episode, there's a lot of cool background work, and I just think the artist did a really good job. I, I'll say in, in the terms of animation, um, I, I've been watching, because you actually got me for Christmas, the Hayao Miyazaki DVD collection, mm -hmm. and Danny's sister likes the Studio Ghibli movies but hasn't seen some of them, so we watched a few while she was here. Cool. So gorgeous. That I think those are some of the movies with like the most gorgeous backgrounds that oh, like there's so much detail and all yeah. So what I heard there, basically what you're saying is that's the best present anyone's ever given you in your entire life. It's pretty up there. I was very happy about it. It contains yeah. one of my favorite films of all time. So. I was a little surprised when you didn't cry. Uh which one? What movie? Uh Princess Mononoke. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. That one's my favorite. So Jeff and the study group are on trial, uh, mainly for Jeff's actions. I don't really get why the rest of the study group is thrown into jail and stuff. They didn't shoot and kill anybody. It's true. And Jeff's speech, uh, it's not a... Uh, here's one thing I'll say. Sometimes with the characters and the way they move, it's a little more clear that it's newly animated. Mm -hmm. Like the way like Jeff here. and Annie are moving on top of the background, which looks old. Yeah. It, they mentioned it in the commentary that they were trying really hard to not make it look like Archer. And I can see how it yeah. kind of does in certain small moments. Mm -hmm. Not in a bad way. Because it's not the way. 80s. They did the best that they could. And it's not yeah. an animated show. They did a great job. But anyway, I like how Jeff tries to give this speech to explain, like, is not killing the bad guys being <laughs> a bad guy? You know what I mean? And yeah. you think maybe he's going to change the mind of some of these people but they're literally animated characters they abide by the rules that are written for them in their <laughs> show and they cannot expand their minds past that because they're not real people so they throw them right in jail isn't that what they do go to jail go directly to jail do not pass go do not collect two hundred dollars i like the line well like isn't uh aren't we isn't the war gonna last forever yeah, because that's kind of the point of shows like this is for the war to last forever, so you can keep having the situations, you can keep having the toys. Yeah, you if know, you if you point. kill the bad guy, you can't make more poses for the bad guy to be sold in. You're telling me you didn't laugh at Cold Shoulder. You're saying there's no funny stuff in the first half. You didn't you didn't laugh your little 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 booty off at Cold Shoulder. I didn't. Wow. Cold Shoulder. Cold Shoulder. I think it's so, a funny yeah, joke. The study group stuck in jail. You think what? You think, I think it's, it's a, a funny, funny joke. joke? It just didn't make you laugh. Yeah. Well, that's what we were talking about off mic too. Is that it's hard to replicate the live action like whip snap off of each other jokes mm -hmm. animated. It's literally a different type of joke telling. Yeah. Uh, and it was the same with Abed's uncontrollable Christmas, where the jokes were good, but it's not making me laugh hysterically. But that's I don't really see that as a bad thing. There are plenty of great episodes of Community that are. They're more uh, smirk worthy than than laugh out loud worthy. Yeah. 
What do you think about fourth wall? We meet fourth wall here. This is when things start getting meta. And he starts telling the cartoon characters that that maybe they are a cartoon and there's a way out and Jeff might be real. What do you think? I like, I like Abed. I like the purpose that Abed serves in the episode. I think mm-hmm. that it is one of the things I do like is that he keeps it moving along and keeps it more grounded because that's what Abed would be doing in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um do I love the Indian? I feel like we give this one a pass because they're literally making a joke at G.I. Joe's expense. Yeah. Of, of using characters like. Yeah, it doesn't bother me as Race-based much as... villains were such a thing on, on shows like that. Yeah. And not that he's a villain, but there's always weird stereotype foreign characters. The, so I think it's the shaman man who knows all. Yeah. Yeah. There's literally stuff like that in Cowboy Bebop sometimes. It's true. There just was. I really liked the runner when Jeff was talking about, uh, well, if we were a cartoon, there'd be a word for cartoon in our language, which there Mm -hmm. isn't. Also, there'd be less movement, less detail. And he says in more lip-sync mistakes, mistakes, but it's Shirley's mouth moving. Jokes like that make me laugh so hard. Mm. There are some really funny jokes in The Simpsons where they're like, animation's so lazy. They just, like, do this and this, and there's weird errors that don't make any sense. And it's like all The Simpsons sitting on their couch watching TV, and, like, behind in a window you see Homer also walking by behind <laughs> I, d- I think jokes like that are really, really funny. Mm-hmm. I think they can be. You know what, Negative Nancy? These just Nancy? didn't hit for me. You just take These it away. These just didn't you hit just for me. take it out of here. I'm obsessed with Shirley's character design, though. Abed is moving the plot forward as fourth wall and mentions Greendale for the first time. Uh, it is cheesy every time Jeff hears it. And he's like, oh, Greendale, what does that mean? But I always like the animation of these sequences, uh, both here and later when he goes from animated to uh, uh, action figure to mm-hmm. live action. There's just some cool animation work here. I like the movement of his face. I like the expression on his face. I like the background behind him. I like the noises. Would I have liked it better if instead of the trigger word being Greendale, if it had been anything to do with why he was in a coma? Probably. Well, I think you're looking at it a little bit wrong because part of the uh, uh, issue is that he's turning 40 and he's at Greendale teaching. He's trying to get away from Greendale. Mm -hmm. That's like the whole thing, I feel like. You're 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 getting quiet again. You're not talking. What I because I'm pondering. I'm thinking. Yeah. Because I feel like even when he's like comes to and talks about what happened, he doesn't uh-huh. say that it's because it was Greendale. He's like, I took, I got drunk on my birthday because I was depressed about yeah. being old, so I took pills to be younger. The younger pills don't make him not at Greendale. Well, look, I have issues with the live action ending of the episode, and we'll get to that mm-hmm. when we get to it. But I think that might be why it's a trigger word. It's because he's like in. It's the word that's like pulling him back into the real world. But why um, would that know. pull him back into the real world? Because Greendale doesn't exist in GI Joe, or I guess it does. But I don't know. I guess that uh, the Greendale thing doesn't do any. Like it does the opposite of doing something for me because I feel like it shouldn't have any effect on him based on the logic of the rest of this world. The things that should pull him out of it are things that connect him to realizing that he's in a unconscious well, state. Greendale's their concept of the real world in this show. That's fair. Greendale is the real world. But then place. when he's like, everything looked different at Greendale, but yeah. then they go to Greendale and it's still animated and everything's the same. 
But this is all in Jeff's head, and I think it that's not important. Greendale can do whatever. <laughs> Just no, forget for that part. I think I think the message is to subconscious asleep Jeff here. I don't think the animated world and the Greendale that shows up there really I, I don't know. I, but that's the Greendale that Abed's talking about. Because Abed's saying, I don't oh, think, I don't think this so. is at Greendale, and we have to go to Greendale, then they go to Greendale. I agree with that, but I think Abed also knows about the real Greendale and is talking about it, too. So has animated Abed been to the real Greendale? No, but he's fourth wall. He knows everything. He knows that they're a TV show. Ah, jail cells don't have four walls. <laughs> That's... See? What about the, the floor? Three. Is the floor a wall? Floors, aren't, floors are not walls. <laughs> are ceilings walls? I do like the bit of I like Abed. This. I like Abed in the cartoon having an action figure that starts to snap Jeff out of it of being like, this isn't real. There are action, There can't be an action figure in the thing that there are action figures of. That I buy. That's a buy. Yeah, and I feel like it's all the same thing. It all happens in two seconds. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, the I, animation is great when it switches yeah. from action. They did a great job of animating the action figure, so it mm-hmm. switches really seamlessly. Uh, also, I like the whole. I like all the toy commercials. Quite I do a bit. too, and I like the way that each one gets a little more surreal, and each one becomes a little bit more aware that the blonde-haired boy is Jeff. Mm-hmm. I really like all this. Is it? I'll have to see if it's in this one. Yeah, <laughs> fourth wall. We are in a toy commercial. I can't hear you when you're covered in rocks. It doesn't hurt <laughs> because it isn't real. That yeah, makes that's me laugh. Funny. And, and I like that this scene, it's kind of like, oh, is Jeff the toy or is Jeff, you know, like you're kind of figuring it out. I, I do like that. Yeah, and I think I, the commercials I like the look great. Line where, yeah, all of it, especially like the screen at the end where it like shows mm-hmm. the setup and the logo. Uh, when the kid or Jeff's inner child or a young Jeff or whatever you want to call it, when they're all playing and there's the fourth wall thing, the kid just yells, G.I. Joe is my entire life, which makes <laughs> me feel that there's some stuff going on here where like Jeff in whatever state he's in is trying to revert back to a kid and Mm -hmm. his Abed is trying to pull him out of it, even in his dream of all this stuff happening, which of course Abed would be the one, even in someone's dream of Abed or whatever, pulling the, pulling the strings. Uh, I feel like that's Jeff yelling, no, I'm not coming back. I GI Joe's my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a cool moment. All of these commercials and the, the grasp on reality has a lot that rem- not specifically, but has a lot that reminds me of the series finale that I think you'll really mm. appreciate when we get to it. What were you about? I to thought say? you were going to compare it to everything everywhere all at once. How it kind of switches seamlessly between. Oh, them. Really? They're all happening at the same time. No, I like this episode a lot, but I there are, I don't think there's anything I'd put in conversation with everything everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in quality wise, but in bare bones concept. Breaking the not just breaking the fourth wall like. Like breaking, breaking the all dimensional of the lines, construct. just breaking everything. Yeah. yeah, just breaking. Like that episode of Ed, Ed, and Eddie when they. Yeah, yeah. Or like that episode of Chowder where it cut to the live action yeah. voice actors voicing the characters. It was great. Chowder's great. Slept on. This is where we start to get back in the animated world where some of what supposedly in real life the real study group members are saying over Jeff in the hospital. Um, uh, is coming well, through in the animated. Here's characters. my question. Yes. Did they find Jeff 
somewhere and then this is them like getting ready to take him to the hospital because why would they be like questioning him if he's unconscious oh in the that's hospital? cool that's yeah true. i think this is that's, them like finding him point. i didn't think that somewhere. deeply about it that's yeah that's dark it's scary right that's something that when we get to the ending that is what is dissatisfying to me about the end of the episode is that it's really a dark concept and yeah. most of the episode, even though it's under the guise of, like, the cartoon, it's willing to dive into how dark this is a little bit. And then the ending when it's in real life and they're they're dealing with the after effects of Jeff having done this, all of a sudden it's all, like, light and huggy and breezy, which yeah, is so Yeah, they literally opposite. go from somebody asking him if he was, like, trying to do this on purpose. Yeah. Ver- and then immediately, like, oh, it's okay. Ha ha. We're all... Everyone gets old at some point. <laughs> it's like the opposite of last week's episode where they don't solve the problem. They let the problem go on but let the situation mm-hmm. end. I, I don't care for that. But the episode does enough for me to – that la- I almost mm-hmm. discount the last, like, 30 seconds of the episode or so. Mm. The sections of this episode that I'm the least invested in are the things that actually deal with G.I. Joe characters because I don't really have a lot of affinity for these characters. There's some good jokes in the the Cobra funeral scene. All the jokes about how nobody's ever died before and some of the jokes about whether Cobra Commander is gay for Destro. Some of that stuff's funny, but this is where I tune out just a little bit. Yeah, I I like this part because I liked these characters a lot in the show. Um, oh, but when I mean, the, the Dean shows up on the watch, it's Vice Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked the call of the grid showing what's going on at Greendale and the type of activity that he describes going on at Greendale is not a thing that makes any sense if you're not a kid. But when yeah. you're a kid and they're like, there's thermal activity going on at the Greendale location. It's in Quadrant you're like, 7. You're like, uh-huh. Yes. That's going to make sense when I'm an adult. <laughs> When I learn math, this is going to be great. You said that you really liked all the Dean stuff in this episode. I don't feel like the Dean does enough to leave much of an impression. Really? I think Mm -hmm. that I laughed pretty much every time the Dean was on the screen. G.I. Joe's going to pay, bruh. I I riffed that. I riffed that. Oh, my God. The part of Dan Harmon in jail flirting with Annie. Is there a Mr. Tight ship? And his name's Sleep Apnea and he's saying there, he's like, oh yeah, it's a condition that comes comes out when you reach a certain weight. (laughs) You can say all the shit you want about Dan Harmon and rightfully so. Like, if you don't like him, I get that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there, it it says something to me when someone is able to hang that type of shit on themselves. He's Mm. the creator of the show, the guy that at this time was being hailed as like the mastermind behind the show, and he's willing to make himself look like a sack of shit. And this was also like right at the beginning of Rick and Morty too, when like Mm -hmm. the Dan Harmon became like a household name, not just a community fan household name. Right. And by household, you mean the household of 12-year-old boys. Which is most of them. Another fight scene as Cobra comes to get revenge for the death of Destro. And we get the Smash Mouth poster bit. I The Smash Mouth thing makes no sense to me. I don't know why they put it, but well, I think it's funny. It's really I don't care. Funny. It's funny. And it's especially funny that he's, the guy, the chef guy that they've met is, has dug this elaborate tunnel to eventually get himself out of jail. And all it takes is one, uh, a th- one shot from a <laughs> Cobra ship and it's burst open. But it could never hit or hurt a human being like the chef guy is right next to it when it yeah blows but he's out fine he's fine maybe they'll let us be gi joes again and they run <laughs> off to their battle stations the animation of all it's of great. them rising behind some cobra dudes and clunking them with a the rock the same way at the same time 
really funny. They're just going to do some, like, self-defense shooting. They're not going to kill anybody. But Jeff literally kills every person as he's <laughs> flaying bullets, which I think is kind of a cool... He's doing this and he's able to do this because he's not of this world. He's not yeah. supposed to be here. Uh, the other people couldn't it's shoot not inherent anybody to if Earth. they tried. It's not inherent to Earth. You know, Zach, this is... Uh, Jeff's saying, oh, darn it. This, so there's a, 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 a name for this type of thing in anime. Uh, okay. Um, it's called an isekai when okay. a character is transported to another world. It's one of the most probably like common and overdone genres nowadays in anime. Your but, average uh, fill of the future scenario. Yeah, you know, you... Well, technically, that's not an isekai. That is okay. a time travel, which does not count okay, as isekai okay. because isekai means another, like a different. So we're talking like, like a bridge world. to Terabithia situation. Yeah, that's that's isekai. We're, that's where we are. Uh, we're talking like you know, um, Matrix would be there if he's stuck in the Matrix and can't get out. That's isekai. I don't know, because he doesn't go to a weird world. Well, I mean, Sword Art Online is an isekai, and he's just stuck in a video game. I think I know what an isekite is. <laughs> but but when a lot of times when somebody goes to these worlds, they like aren't supposed to be there, so they're either super overpowered or super underpowered, because they like magic. They got I the love- protagonist's secret sauce. I love the one-two punch here when they're running away from getting shot, and they're, like, scared because they don't want to get shot. Mm-hmm. And Abed, or Fourth Wall, says, remember that this is just a cartoon for kids. It's supposed to sell action figures. You don't really have to be scared. Yeah. Says, Shut up. Now everybody head to the all-new G.I. Joe Subma copter, it said. Subma copter. I'm always right. I'm three for eight today. <laughs> Submacropter. It never goes. They never show it going underwater, do they? That's a little no. disappointing. It should. Well, because the toy doesn't do that well in water, so we're not going <laughs> to highlight that. <laughs> <laughs> that shit will fall apart. Yeah, that's true. You the lead paint comes off it real makes easy. Submarine noises and stuff, but <laughs> they don't want to encourage kids to put it underwater, so they don't use it in the show that way. That's great. That's that's a good bit. Good pull. Good pull. It can go underwater. You the Greendale thing here it, it is it is because they go to Greendale ah! in the world of the thing and I don't know like if they'd been like maybe it's oh, because it's Jeff... someone's birthday and he's like birthday or he was like <laughs> Scotch Korea you know <laughs> yeah if he just got triggered any t- any of the countless times Korea is naturally brought up because they're doing all the animating um, yeah. no what I wanted to say is maybe. Jeff subconsciously is like, I can't go back to Greendale, meaning real Greendale, so he makes up Greendale within the context of G.I. Joe. But he's in a hospital. He's not at Greendale. Was no, he, I think was he, he getting... I think he's in, like, the nurses. I think he's in absolutely one of the Greendale rooms. <laughs> he's just in the dean's office. <laughs> I can just see the I can see the D them being like we gotta get Jeff to the hospital and Dean's like oh no hospitals no hospitals <laughs> no uh, hospitals. we don't really we don't we we say we insure our our teachers the Dean undresses him and puts him in a gown and <laughs> lays him in hooks him up to some machines I like that ties it so the butt stays open <laughs> after a commercial we get. Uh, the commercial for <laughs> after the commercial we get the commercial another toy commercial that's showing the study group as their new mutineer uh, 
they did a good job with the bodies on those, but if you look at the faces, they're terrifying. Annie's face looks a little melted. Because <laughs> they probably, like, 3D printed these, like, uh -huh. for this. <laughs> uh -huh. Abez looks cool. The Jeff one looks cool, but it's really easy to do white guy, you know? Yeah. Especially chiseled jawline white guy, yeah. Joel McHale. Everything is sold separately. Assembly required. Nothing is happening. <laughs> oh, and I love the like little flash of live action, everybody looking over Jeff. Mm -hmm. Did you catch that? The little flash of live action? Just then? Do it again. Do it again. Do another paintball. i have to go back a full 10 seconds. Yeah. It's right after the commercial. I don't know, man. Seem when he's like, I love G.I. Joe. I don't know, man. Seems like you hate it. Tell it to the judge. <laughs> Tell it to the judge. Here, watch here in a second. Oh, I didn't catch that before. Isn't that cool? I like stuff like that. Not you don't like it when it's in the reflection of a TV screen. <laughs> yeah, you can hate it then, Zach. If they had shown it in the reflection of a TV screen. Well, no. If it was like what? If it was animated world, but all of a sudden all of them turned into <laughs> to live action actors, I probably wouldn't like that. But when it shows a flash of full live action, it doesn't bother me. And that wasn't even full live action. It looked like. Like uh, a Game Boy Color recreation of a live-action person printed out and superimposed onto the TV screen in the claymation world. And that's why Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas sucks and G.I. Jeff is the best episode of television of all time. <laughs> Schmidt. <-A. laughs> uh, Jeff's saying, I keep having these visions, kids, little boys. Shirley says, should we share these with the authorities? <laughs> They, well, that doesn't make sense. There can't be no pedophiles in G.I. Joe. It's not about that. You it's can't not do like that, that here. Yeah, then Jeff says, you people stay back. And they're like, you people. And they high five over it. That's pretty funny. I like that. That's a buy. <laughs> That's really funny. Them like <laughs> Scooby-Doo peering over a rock yeah. looking at the guards. And they're like, what do we do? How are we going to get in there? I've got an idea. Same animation. Hitting <laughs> guards, same crates in front of them and everything it's amazing and then it, it like it cuts effective. back to them over there <laughs> i don't know seems kind of cheap then they do it again <laughs> to club the hatch open that's really funny you know what i might even like this episode better than the 8-bit one wow i think I, I, do. I do not share that sentiment really i love the 8-bit one and i do too but i think i like this one better now this is where i think the episode starts to get funny for me Okay, tell me about it. What, what's I, the I love the... I, I think the Dean is, is one of my favorite parts of the whole episode. Um, I also think John Oliver is so, so funny in this. I love Hickey's, like, character design because it's very, like, you know immediately that it's Hickey. You don't have to, like, wonder, oh, I wonder who that is, you know? It's great. I really like the pacing of this episode, that a decent amount of it takes place in, like, a G.I. Joe-specific animated world, mm -hmm. and then they show us what it would be like if they went to Greendale, and we get to see Greendale through that world. And I, I just think they do a good job of taking us from each section. Like, the whole episode isn't Greendale-based, yeah, uh, but it's cool to get to see that, and it's also cool to just get to see, like, a G.I. Joe-based universe. I think there's a worse version of this episode where they turn Greendale into G.I. Joe instead of letting... G.I. Joe make its way into the Greendale. Right. Hey, you people can actually die now. It affects the <laughs> health plan. Insurance is going up. That's a funny joke. That is a I very Dean funny. joke. Mm -hmm. They really underutilize Chang. We don't yeah. get really... We get the part in a second where he, like, replicates a bunch of times, which is 
funny and feels indicative of shows like this, but mm. we don't get enough Chang weirdness in this episode. Yeah. Overkill. Which Chang's character is a little overkill, so that's a funny name. Yeah. I love the bit because it's like, we can't tell which one he is. There's a hundred of them. It's probably just the one in the middle. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then just shoots him in the fucking leg. And there's just something so funny about the bit with John Oliver's character being like, before you shoot me, you should know that I have a twin brother and he he feels all the same pain I do. So think twice before you give me a hurt. And they're like, we don't care. How's that supposed to affect us? Psychologically? And they shoot him, they hurt him. And of course, uh, gratefully, we get the cutaway. This The cutaway of, what is his name? Tim Tam? Ha ha. Mix Max? Mix Max. Uh, I, this animation here where he's in the restaurant looks very Spider-Man the Animated Series to me. Totally. I was thinking that, or kind of like the remastered version of Beauty and the Beast. It looks a lot like that, too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> my, sorry, my twin brother is... Uh, it's pointless to uh, explain. It shredded my meniscus. Uh, I really like the joke. Here's something I thought was weird. Earlier, when they were in the dean's office, it sounded like Jonathan Banks. Here, when he's doing like the ooh, ah, ooh, it sounded like someone doing an impression of him. Mm. And I almost wonder if he wasn't willing to be all cartoony like that. Maybe. I could be wrong, and he's the only one credited, obviously. But mm. I almost thought it sounded like me doing an impression of Jonathan Banks. Maybe you're just Jonathan that Banks. good. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> There's, I don't think that has anything to do with it. It's cool to see the animated counterparts around the study table and Jeff starting to realize what's going on. And I also like how the episode tell like they figure out Jeff figures out what's going on and what he's stuck in and explains it to us really early. Yeah. It's not like the very, very ending. They make more a meal of how is he supposed to get out of here, which is mm-hmm. more interesting to me. Even in G.I. Joe world, the Dean can't be stopped by Jeff's charm. <laughs> Wingman, do you have your wing pack or is it sold separately? Here it is. That was funny. I also liked in the animated Greendale world noticing a lot of the background things. Uh, yeah. Later on on some lockers, we see like a bear down for midterms poster. Oh, that's I cute. even saw a poster for Vaughn's band No Worries. Nice. Or Some Worries or whatever it was called. Yeah. I love seeing the animated school. They did a great job with the backgrounds. It feels just like the school. And I here's agree. our little reference to Pierce. We see the note that came with Pierce's bottle of scotch that Jeff got when, when he died. And it was about him turning 40. Jeff, mm-hmm. welcome to the club. Pierce. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I like when the show, I get why they don't very often, but I like when we get little homage to Pierce because he was a really important Part he of the was. show for a long time. Just this week, I watched a, a YouTube video, a really good YouTube video that someone did ranking all the episodes of Community, mm-hmm. and he showed a bunch of clips, and I just laughed so hard at a bunch of the old non-sequiturs and mm-hmm. a lot of really funny pure stuff. I think the show's fine without him, but I do miss him a little bit. Yeah, I was thinking, especially in this episode, I kind of noticed, I was like, you know, they used to have more members of their crew. Like, this is it. Sure. Something that I did think here when Jeff just straight up explains to everyone that he drank the alcohol and took the pills, that felt a little, like, you know, I always say I like when things show don't tell. Yeah. That felt a little too explainy. Why does he need to explain it to the fake animated people? And like, we could, they, we don't get to figure it out before he tells us. Yeah, and I, exactly. I, there's been like an air of mystery to it. So we should have been able to uh, 
Uh, like, similar to when Pierce had the pill addiction and they, like, ended an episode with something dark. What yeah. if, like, last week's episode ended with a shot of Jeff, like, with some pills or if something? If it had done that at all, I'd be so much more on board. I'm on board even without, but I think that would have been a nice touch. Yeah. And I also like that the show understands that, that suicide is a really important and serious topic and that they... they even though maybe it would be a little tempting to make Jeff do something like that on purpose, mm-hmm. they, they, they know they can't really handle it like that. So yeah. they make it very clear that this was an accidental thing. Mm-hmm. He was not trying to kill himself. Also, he got these pills in Koreatown. They live in Colorado. Where is Koreatown? <laughs> There's not. You know and what? Maybe there is. Jeff's been lying about his age. He's 40. Lying Pretty to crazy. Who? Pretty crazy. What do you say? Lying to who? Because we like have had like multiple episodes where we find out that he and Shirley are the same age. Yeah, but I think they've been supposed to be a little bit younger than that. Mm. But Jeff would be the type of person who would lie about like three years or something. You yeah. Know? I even I really liked Ovid when he's writing on the chalkboard like of how he's gonna get out of this when he's like, uh, and all of these rules that'll make way too much sense and be really easy to understand that I'll come up with really fast. <laughs> I thought that was funny. What I think really works for me for this episode overall is that it would have been really easy for this to just feel like the people behind Community doing a gimmick because they want to, because they like the thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they do enough of making it something important in Jeff's character, who we haven't been getting a lot of character work lately. And it's also an episode where Jeff doesn't do anything like, he does something bad, but he's not like taking advantage of women or being a sexist or being, I don't know. I think it's interesting and it's a way more complicated topic than community ever likes to deal with and i like that about this episode Uh, i think this being a a a spoof of a cartoon show needed that for me to not that's why it doesn't feel like a skippable episode at all to me because it, it i feel like it's pretty important to jeff's character and the rest of the show and really the whole show is really about that change in jeff's character of him finding his place realizing his part in it and realizing like the beauty in that, that that there's nothing wrong with where he's at. And I do feel like this is a pretty important stepping stone into a really comfortable Jeff that we'll get next season. I'll have to see how it, I might like it more if, if I see it pay off in a way that's believable for me going forward. Well, I don't know about this episode specifically, but I, I do think that there's a good through line of Jeff becoming uh, the Jeff that we like him to be mm. something I didn't like that. Well, I, not that I didn't like, there are many things I didn't like th- about this episode, more things that I wish we could have gotten more. And that's mm-hmm. usually what my issues are with community. Not that I don't like what we're given, but that I wish we would have gotten a little bit more out of it. Yeah. When Jeff starts talking about being Neo and stuff, it would have been a lot more fun to then if we could have gotten a little everything everywhere all at once, where mm-hmm. Jeff can just break the rules. He can turn and just become Neo for a minute and switch to the Matrix. He can fly. He can like walk up. You know what I mean? He can, yeah. If he if he is realizing that this is all his construct that he can do anything within it would have been fun to see for a second, but instead they just focus right on getting him out. Totally. Which we get out of a out of another uh, toy commercial. We could probably use some milk. Let's go get some milk for G.I. Joe. <laughs> then the the milk milk sold separately <laughs> shows up on the thing. Wingman sold separately or something, he says, and I think it's funny. <laughs> this is a funny little bit. Now Jeff has been taken in, captured by Cobra guys. And this is the scene where, because of something a little silly, Jeff realizes why he can't just be in a G.I. Joe coma forever. Yeah. Because they ain't got no scotch or titties here. Mm-hmm. 
do you think this joke's funny? Them, them being so like evil and menacing and then being like, but before we kill you, we want to ask you one question. What are boobies like? I think it's funny. They've never seen boobies. They've seen boobies, but they, they can't take off their tops mm-hmm. in the show. Yeah. You, you're, you're hesitating. You don't like it that much. It's not bad. I, it's just not good behavior. I don't care about it. Yeah. I just it didn't, didn't find anything it funny. for you. I yeah, think it's funny. For me. I don't I think, think it's, it's like funny. offensive at all. Like I didn't, I wasn't like, I'm I too highbrow. It would be even more funny coming from someone who like knows these characters for them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think you're wrong on this one. Well, make but up I your mind, see- G.I. Joe. Is Cobra like. Is he fluid? What is give us give us his orientation? Oh, so your issue isn't the joke, it's about the complex sexual dynamics of Cobra. Yeah. Okay, I get it. You lay all this groundwork. The animation in this lat in this fighting scene as he's going through the halls of Greendale trying to get through the Cobra guys. I really like stuff where you can really tell here where Jeff is kicking and jumping through the air that the mm-hmm. background and the foreground are two completely different pieces of animation yeah. because the lockers are moving and mm-hmm. Jeff isn't really moving. And I yeah. think it's really cool animation. All of the punches like in fast succession. Another, the rock is hilarious. One more rock hit. It's really funny. I like this a lot. Jeff flies off in his uh, in his in his wing. What did they call it? Uh, Wingspan's wing wingsuit. Wing wing, suit. wing pack. And back, he's just back gonna, fly pack bag. I gotta look something up because what's happening here is liter literally the end of the Lego Movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. He like it gets is. the thing and it helps him fly and he goes out of the atmosphere and breaks the barrier from pretend to the real world and i'm even sure it's to the point where like the bad guy is is clinging on his on his thing trying to go with him and he gets shaken maybe i'm wrong on that part but this is very similar to the ending of the lego movie and Mm -hmm. i wonder which came first uh i'm gonna guess lego movie lego movie came out February 2014. I think these came out the same year. I didn't say what date this episode came out earlier. Sorry about that. Uh, this came out April 2013. So, oh, 2014. It came out like a month after the Lego movie. So it would have been in production at the same time as the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have known. They wouldn't have seen yeah. it. That's kind of crazy. What mm. do you think about the Cobra thing? I think it's about funny. About him clutching. What do you think about when his, is it from G.I. Joe that he's like an alien underneath it? Because his helmet cracks he's and like falls a behind him, and he's got all these dude. eyes. He's got, like, hundreds of eyes. I thought he looked like a cute, cute, cute brother tape back. Jerome, can you give us – did you get the seconds from 10 seconds ago? <laughs> Why do I just have random pains in my body? Why is my ability to appreciate new <laughs> That's music That's the funniest diminishing? line that That's he some has. real That's shit. Really... you're getting old, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his mask cracks. He's got all these eyes. Yeah. But then his skull is a normal skull. It's always cool when, like, skin, flesh, uh, inside, skeleton, when it, like, all melts away. That's Mm -hmm. a cool thing. And they pulled this off really well where Jeff goes from animated to live action, action figure. Uh, And then I like how in the (laughs) toy commercial now, it's still Jeff flying with the jetpack and the kid playing with him isn't in charge. Yeah, he's like, he's 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 doing this. I'm not doing it. The kid does a good job. All the kids do a thing. Yeah. Else. Jeff like, oh. eats up a kid in a second. <laughs> you control it, my ass, and he flies back at the kid. 
Hits him right in the head and he conks down on the ground. Everything's sold separately. Everyone dies eventually. Nobody gets out alive. That's very, very similar to the to the series finale. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm, I see. So everyone and, dies at the end? Yes. And that's nice. the end of the animated portion of the episode. And this scene that we have at the end with all of them around Jeff as he wakes up didn't need to say a lot to be a satisfying wrap-up to the episode. It's just all of a sudden they're not willing to give any breadth to the issue that Jeff is going through. All of a sudden it's just he's okay, everyone else is okay, they're already going to like make fun of him for how old he is and stuff like that. I don't know, it just feels weird. It well, because feels... somebody, even accidentally, somebody almost ODing like that ending up in the hospital is a big deal. And I feel yeah. like if I had a close friend that I cared about and this happened, I'd be like, hey... Now, Jeff might good. be the type of person who's like, don't treat me with kid gloves, just make fun of me. I'm embarrassed about this, so I don't want to talk about it. But they should have said that and then done all of these jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Shang's trying to read <laughs> Korean. Age reverse life extend power. Uh, I'm not crazy about the but I feel Korean joke. It's mainly what makes oh, me I, laugh. Is I was laughing so hard, I didn't even hear the but I feel Korean thing. He's like, what am I? Chinese. Oh, but I swear to God, I feel Korean. That's whatever. It's literally just him trying to imitate yeah. reading a language that he doesn't comprehend written. So Jeff tells everybody he's 40, and nobody like reacts the way that they should for being with a friend who just killed or tried to kill themselves. But another thing is they mentioned in the show, or sorry, on the commentary, that when they filmed this live action segment... None of the cast members, like, knew the full script of the episode yet. This was done really early in the production for it. Mm. And I almost feel like that informs some of their performances here. I don't think they filming it or the writers literally knew yet that it was, like, I don't know. I feel like the the vibe being off might have a little bit to do with the separation of the live action and animated production on this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Uh, they said something about even if Jeff had been 32. He's supposed to be 32. He was supposed to be like 28 when the show started and he was an established lawyer like that. Joel McHale was supposed to be 28 in season one of the show. Absolutely. If that's what people are mad about, I'm more mad that they tried to ever say he was that young. <laughs> I don't think Joel McHale has ever looked like he was in his 20s. Even when he was like, <laughs> There's the pictures of him new. playing... Uh, uh, bat uh, like football in in high school, and he looks like Joel McHale. Looks like a grown you know, ass man. Yeah. <laughs> Hickey saying you have any of those pills left when they talk about the eighteen to forty nine dynamic is really or uh not dynamic demographic is really important in ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Abed says we've well, still got like ten more years until you're not useful there. And Hickey's like got any more of those pills? <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But no, Jeff has this like Wizard of Oz. I was a cartoon and. You were in it, and, and you, you were, were there, and, and and Toto too. All of you were there with me. Uh, but remember that Christmas when I and everyone, yes. <laughs> and they give Jeff a present, which is a bunch of stuff about him being old. This is just cheesy. I don't like this ending, uh, but I do really like this episode. That's a I, it's an old boy. I know this ending feels rushed to the sweetness. Not my favorite. The bring it in guys and the hug. Nope, don't like that at all. And then the joke where Hickey's like, I've got a friend who's been in a coma here since ni- since 89. And they say, 1889. And then the laugh track starts, and that's the end of the ep. This doesn't feel like an ending of a community episode at all. This Am I watching like WandaVision? Co- 
that can I be honest with you, Stephen? Mm-hmm. This just went from two thirds being like I would put this up there with the best, uh, uh, with the best, like homage episodes. Genuinely, I would put it up mm-hmm. there with some of the best of them. And then this like bit of jokes, this string of jokes in the end feels so foreign to the like sardonic nature of this show that it feels like season four for just a second. Yeah. If not that, worse. Winger, you're funny, 1889. That feels like a season four thing, for yeah. real. It if doesn't ruin worse. the episode for me because it's just a blip in it. But how could they have this, like... Man, just the all the creative stuff that went into the animated portion of it and how it blends with reality and how it goes along with the with the toy commercials that's so like mm-hmm. next level thinking when it comes to television writing how did they biff the last couple minutes that bad based off of that i've got no clue i don't, I don't know what they're thinking with the ending of it maybe they're like oh well we need a live action ending to show what happened yeah i don't know well i like the end tag i can say that Hmm. especially because all of these shows always have a lesson at the end of it. Yeah, I like and the And Britta makes it, like, funny. really politically complicated uh, as these kids are caught red-handed. Yeah, Harmon sucks in the background is really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I like uh, um, Abed's, like, but it say can't something be too simple. preachy. Or, Graffiti's yeah. bad. Go play sports. Okay. <laughs> and then it always ends with the, and knowing is half the battle or whatever mm-hmm. the thing is that what it is yeah knowing is half the battle is that what it is yeah yes is no is it knowing <laughs> is half the battle is that what it is go play sports cool i get it and <laughs> run away and i like Britta starts to like make her point and she says the word no and abed cuts her off to in the episode and knowing is half the battle gi <laughs> joe really funny Good ending. I love this episode. I, I wish you liked it a little bit more than you do, but I have fun when we disagree too. So yeah, that's fine. Well, I, I I like it. I still think it's cool. It's I just don't buy the emotional weight of it. Well, let's finish off the episode by talking about MVP. It is a tough episode to pick an MVP because Jeff's the character that's in it the most, and everyone else pretty much gets referential stuff. Yeah, I want um, you to go first. Ugh. I want to give it to Jeff and I don't want to give it to Jeff, you know? Mm. I think I'm going to give it to Abed because of all of the weird reality bending stuff is because of Abed in this episode more so than Jeff, even if Jeff's the reason why we're here. So I'm going to give it to Abed with a strong almost tie but honorable mention to Jeff. Yeah, Um, I think that Abed gives a great performance episode. Fourth Wall is probably the best of the G.I. Joe characters. Um, Honorable mention to Annie's boobs. Um, uh, and I, you know, this is not going to be the popular opinion. I gave my MVP to Dean Pelton. I don't know if that's, I mean, I love Dean Pelton. I'm very surprised that there has come an episode where you give it to him and I have it. I know, because I, when I, I watched the episode, the person that made me laugh the most, I just whacked my mic. The person that made me laugh the most was the Dean, and I feel like wow. the Dean, like, was important enough to the second half of the plot that I, yeah. I could warrant giving it to him. Well, that's it. We did it. I really love this episode. It's a complicated one to talk about. I love talking about it. About it. I did too. Yeah. I, this has been a lot of fun. It's more fun when we disagree than when we just agree on everything. I love the uh, fight. And the rest of season five, we've got some stuff to talk about because season five does have a little bit of a troubled legacy in far as what people think its true quality is. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people think it's just a really 
front-heavy, strong episodes, and the rest are kind of meh. And a big part of that is the next two episodes, which is a two-part season finale. So next week, we're going to dive into that with the first half of those two, which is called Basic Sandwich. We've got the return of Subway, not the man, the corporation. That'll be fun to get into that. I'm excited. If you want to be a part of that, if you want to get your emails read off on the show next week, send in your trivia, your MVP, and your favorite funny moment to can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. If this episode isn't enough for you for the week, you want to hear more content, we've got two shows that we do every week over at Patreon, patreon.com slash can'tdisappointpodcast. You can also get your shout-outs on this show. You can get community postcards sent to you from us, all kinds of stuff. And as we're getting near... What we're going to be doing after Community, uh, the first piece of news on that is coming up very, very soon, uh, and it's going to be on the Patreon where they hear about it first, so it's a good time to sign up. Steven, where can the people find us if they don't love us enough to give us their money and are listening to a Season 5 episode of this podcast and still don't know or follow us on social media? Well, they can G.I. go over to Twitter.com and follow us Mid. Over, at <laughs> over at You Can't Dis a Pod. Uh, go and tweet us who you think tops uh, between Destro, uh, G.I. Joe, and Cobra. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if they all take turns. I like to think that we live in a world. We live in a we society, live in society. Uh, where Cobra can can like whatever he likes. Uh, he can use his eyes to look at whatever. And you should use your eyes to come on over to Instagram and follow us over at Can't Disappoint Podcast. Uh, we are also saving the world from devastation uh, over on Facebook and YouTube.com under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Well, let's close this thing out from inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter. It's the beginning of Pride Month, so happy Pride to everyone. Woo-woo. Whether you're out and proud or whether you still live in a situation where you have to keep it to yourself, I immediately think you're way cooler just by you being queer. So happy Pride. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. We love you very, very much. Unless you're straight. We don't love the straights so much. Nope, nope, No nope. straights. I f-ing hate Steven. Yeah. I'm not convinced. I hate None of us are convinced that he's straight, but he still says. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week. We love you very, very much. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yo, Joe! Joe! Oh, we're not all doing it together? (laughs) Let's do do it together. Let's get one together. On go? Yo. Oh, no, no. We're good. Yo. No, you first. You first. Yep. Well, same time. Uh, Okay, we'll say. Yeah, well, same time. Okay. You and I both think of a number between one and five, and we start on that number. One, two, Two, three, seven. Yo. Oh. Yo. 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 Nice. Do we get any of that? Yeah, I recorded all that. That was a. That was a A joke. A a Harmon reference. So they play at the end of the. (laughs) Did you get any of that? All right, everyone. Bye. Unless we're already gone. G.I. Joe American hero G.I. Joe is there He never gives up He'll stay till the fight's won G.I. Joe will dare G.I. Joe American hero